1: Hosted by Kevin Hart, the seven-time world champion gets his cleats held to the fire by famous friends and frenemies on an unforgettable night where everything is fair game. Tune in on May 5th at 5 p.m. Pacific time for The Roast of Tom Brady, live only on Netflix. So it's uh, all for play for still. I think so. Do you want to bet against us?
0: Hello, Aston Villa fans, and welcome to Further Love of Pomegranate podcast in a winning post-match. It seems like forever since we've done a winning post-match, uh, post-match review. I do have my man on the ground this year. I'm going to see if we can get him in and if we've better reception this time. So, Paddy, can you hear me? I can hear you loud and clear. Excellent. Delighted to have you. So, as we all know, Paddy was doing bouncer. And the door of Villa Park play that's he's got the sunglasses. No, Paddy, you were st- you were in your, your seat in the whole end. Uh, yeah, nervous to, to end it, but good to get the win.
1: Look, after 78 minutes, I was waxing lyrical about how wonderful this was. And then uh, he, he makes a substitution
0: which just completely put us on the back foot. Which one was that, Paddy? <laughs> uh, uh, funnily enough, the Danny Ings <laughs> one. Yeah, I can see. I, it... I, I can see why. Danny, like it was a warm day, and to bring off Danny Ings and bring on Dion Bailey, I think it was just to have a bit more legs up there. So I can understand why that substitution was made. But let's talk about. I suppose go back to the start because I didn't get your views on the team sheet that was uh, the the team sheet that was uh, announced. I have to say, we look a lot better with Mings in there. Yeah, we did, didn't we? Um,
1: I have to say, I was delighted for him. He got a great reception. Uh, I thought the fans were excellent today. They, they, they clapped him onto the pitch. When he's warming up, they clapped him and they sang his name. And I think, I think there's a, a general outpouring of, uh, of happiness for him to be back in the team. And uh, I think he, he more than uh, made up for anything that was going on today. I thought he was excellent.
0: Yeah, I agree. Just a couple of thank yous there for guys. Thanks so much to Sam Bentley. Thanks a million for that. He says a tenor for our magic number number 10, Bundy, and we will get on to him <laughs> in a moment. Change the game. And Mike Warnbold, thank you so much as as well, Mike. Really, really appreciate that. That's, uh, that's so kind. Um, There's, uh, yeah, so look, I suppose there's a lot of context in this. There was some pressure on that game today. We alluded to it going into the game. There was some yeah. amount of pressure, and Gerard went to two up top. And I think I have to say that's probably... One of the top three, or maybe even the top two uh, after Southampton last season, uh, games that uh, Ings and Watkins have played together because, you know, he he tried something different and, and I think they played well and I think they op- occupied the back three a small bit, small bit better than just one person up top would have.
1: Um, I, I agree with you to a certain extent, but again, Ollie Watkins, my God, decision making. Like, yeah. in, a, in a, num- a, num- a number of times. Um, he could have put Ramsey in and, and just completely bottled it and took too long on the ball. Um, he took a touch when he should have hit the ball fourth time in front of the goal. He just, he just, he's a man that needs a goal and it's just, it's just not happening for him. Oh, albeit he got two assists today, but for me, for me, Danny Ings is just a danger. And they, 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 he occupied two defenders. Every time the ball came up, there was two of them on him. And mm-hmm. it was brilliant. There was loads of space because of it. And I, I, yeah. he said in the, um, in, in the preview, that it needed to be two up top, and I'm glad it was two up top because it made all the difference.
0: Yeah, Coutinho is going to be a talking point, I think. Uh, obviously, he's gone off a small, gone off injured. It looked like it looked like he maybe pulled his yeah. calf or something. He's going to be a talking point because Bundia came on, and I thought Bundia was absolutely outstanding when he came on the way that he changed the game. Uh, in pa- uh you know, just the fact that he moved across the line as opposed to the way that, um. The way that Coutinho kind of held his position through the centre. Buendia, I suppose, really has to start. I I think that that's probably a a rhetorical question in a lot of people's eyes now.
1: Well, I think there's serious questions being asked of of Steven Gerrard if he picks Coutinho over Buendia. Buendia, he was an absolute joy to watch. He he warmed up in front of us um, with Douglas Luiz. I, I've never seen a fellow with a forced touch like this This fellow, He can literally do anything with football. He's absolutely incredible. He, he, he creates passes and chances w- without even looking. He knows where everybody is. He's, when you just think, oh, there's no way he's getting to this, he gets to it. He gets something on it. He, he's just an incredible um, football brain that he has. And, you know, it was a joy to watch today. He really was a joy to watch today. Coutinho, on the other hand, in fits and starts, got involved. But... Just for for all over play and, and the amount and the amount of uh, amount of time he gets on the ball, it, it's without a doubt 20 for me. He's absolutely magic, absolutely unbelievable play
0: uh my man of the match i thought today who i thought was absolutely outstanding didn't put a foot wrong and uh I, I i see a couple of comments here whereby people are talking about the tactics that we had throughout the game were non-existent i have to vehemently and 100 percent. and look everybody can be right if they want to be i don't really care um i have to disagree because i think the tactics that we played with bubikar kamara today were absolutely 100 percent spot on we were playing against the team that had a rotating false nine at times where Damari Gray was going into the centre or, or Gordon was going into the centre. And we needed to have those. Bubacat Kamara played that role absolutely perfect today. And he played it differently than how we played the role against, against Bournemouth as well. Um, John McGinn, for me, I thought was wasteful. Uh, somebody I, I thought was lucky to, to to see out the 90 minutes. Um, it wasn't a perfect performance by any by any means uh, stretch means, but I thought Boobak Kamara was really really good. How did he look in real life, Paddy? He just
1: he just had that thick sense to be where the ball is going. Um, yeah. remind, it Reminds me of the way John Terry reads the game. It was it was a joy to sit behind him there in the first half and watch him just glide across the turf and just anticipate where that ball is going to be. He, he's going to be a star. I, I, I go as far as saying we're going to struggle to hold on to him in years to come if we don't push on we're going to struggle to hold on to him he's an he's absolute baller he really is and he's not I think, he, I think he's one miss pass he's, he's incredible you know he just he just passes the ball it's so and so easy. it's just a joy to watch he just there's just this thing about him where he like he caresses the ball he, he doesn't force anything there's no pinging balls around the place it's just pinpoint pass defeat nothing to worry about and we're we're on the ascendancy again, and um, just just I, I can't I can't say enough about him. I'm looking forward to watching it back again, from uh, a yeah. from a different angle than than we were in them because to me to me it just seemed like he bossed the game. He absolutely bossed the game.
0: And it is one of those games, I think, Paddy, that when you look back at it on TV, and I know when I watch it back a second time without having the emotion, knowing exactly what's happened, I'm going to pick up more positives from this game, I think, than than I probably picked up when I was watching it. And I thought there was some some good positives. I thought our full backs weren't as gung-ho as they have been. I thought Mings was really good. Diego Carlos was like, that ball would still be travelling that he hit that, that cracked off Nathan Patterson. Um, But but I suppose it is important and there's a lot of comments here. We get some of the comments here again. Everton were poor. Everton were poor, but I thought Bournemouth were very poor last week as well. They, they, They hit us with two set pieces. Everton tried to do the same and they very nearly did. We do need to tighten yep. up with our set pieces, but what we did against Everton today that we couldn't do against Bournemouth is we were able to bring the ball through the centre. I thought Jacob Ramsey was pivotal in that because Coutinho wasn't getting Absolutely. any looking until Bundia came on. So there for me are the positives. But did... Ramsey got man of the match on uh, BT Sport. Would you have? Who would your man of the match have been, Paddy? or was it? Uh,
1: it, it was an easy choice for me. It would have been Kamara, but I have to say. Uh, J.J. he was poor last week. I thought he was absolutely excellent today. Um, from, from the minute go, I think it was about five minutes in, he had, he had beaten the, the fullback twice down the wing. It's just incredible to watch him. He's just, it's like, to, to watch him in the flesh after, after being a little bit down on him for a couple of weeks with, after preseason and last week, and then he puts in that performance today, I thought he was absolutely excellent. Mm. With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever.
0: that's chumbacasino.com no purchase necessary Void report prohibited by law see terms and conditions 18 plus i agree uh, as for me I, would have, ve- I, uh, I, thought, I think it's very hard i think it's very hard and
1: very harsh to pick a man of the match when you, when you look across like the, the only the only person i have anything negative to say about is Ollie watkins unfortunately
0: and did and you, when did you did watch you. it back, I think you'll have a different a different opinion on it. Because I think he while he didn't get on the ball, he was making lots of runs across the defenders. And for me, I would I would say if I was to say that John McGinn was doing only person I have something negative to say about in the game, <laughs> like when I look here, I, and even if you just open up who scored, who scored have him rated as the second highest uh, so Paddy, maybe we're totally off the wall, the two of us, because they have McGinn rated as the second highest highest scoring player in the whole game. And they have Watkins rated as the third highest scoring player. Watkins got two assists, <laughs> by the way, as well. Um, So that's, uh, uh he, I had him on my fantasy team. So maybe we're picking up the wrong end of the stick. I just thought McGinn's distribution at times was not where it needed to be and uh you know i'm expecting higher things of him i'm holding him to a higher standard now with the captain's armband just like i would have held uh any other player that got the captain's armband to a higher standard as well um
1: i lost i lost you there for a minute but like in, in ming's or in uh mcginn's defense i thought he I thought he was absolutely brilliant as well i like a, a couple of decisions went astray a couple of balls played out of play but uh these things are going to happen in in, in, in you got to remember that like I'm struggling here to walk to the public. That yeah, you imagine those those guys More are playing petty. in that heat. You know, it's fucking incredible heat. I've I've never experienced heat like it in Villa Park. I swear to God, like I, I, when the water break came, I went and got a bottle of water myself.
0: Yeah, <laughs> you know? Jesus, you know, it's
1: madness. Yeah, that that so, says it
0: uh, all. It looks like Diego Carlos Western Ud has said here that Diego Carlos's injury isn't a simple; it's an actual ankle injury, and he's going to need to go for scans. That's not good news. But then again, mm. if we were to lose anybody in any area of the field, centre half, were pretty well stocked. Um, I wonder does this stop Courtney House from going out on loan? Uh, if he's loaned, has to be I guess a it, of to I guess it, for it really,
1: yeah, it really depends how uh, how bad it is. Um. It, it, like he looks like the kind of fella that it would take an awful lot to leave him down on the, on the pitch like that so um, yeah. it was a little bit worrying when it happened but as you say we're stacked we've got players there that can do it but uh, yeah he'd be a big loss because I, I thought he was very good as well today
0: uh, Big thing for me as I say and, and it is worth, worth mentioning too Look, uh, Villa needed to get a win We've often played against teams that were absolutely dire. Like, like lads, The time has changed the opinion of how, how Bournemouth played last season. I read comments on Twitter, and I know Twitter is the is the marketplace of lies and deception. But, like, you see stuff on Twitter whereby we made Kiefer Moore look like Cristiano Ronaldo. And we just didn't last week. We didn't. We owned the ball. We just couldn't break them down. Bournemouth were rubbish yeah. last week. And that's why I was so so disappointed that we should have... Should have broke them down. We couldn't break them down. They were rubbish going forward. They didn't like. We owned the ball today. We owned the ball a small a, a small bit less, but we got the job done. And I think yeah. a win is a win. We needed a win badly, badly, badly needed a win today. Yeah. Um. And hopefully we go out against Palace. And uh, now games become a not must not lose game as opposed to a much must win game. Even at this early part of the season, I think.
1: Yeah. Um. And. Look, the most important thing is to get the points on the board uh, I'm very happy to be here talking about a win because I thought it's at one stage there very close to the end that we would be discussing something like what happened against Wolves last season mm. so to come out of it with three points I think is the most important thing and uh, hopefully that injury isn't too bad because that, that's the one real downer on today
0: exactly uh exactly uh let's take a look at some of the comments there patty if you need to drop off at any stage don't be afraid uh, i'm just i'm just I'll,
1: I'll, I'll, I, i'm gonna pop off here because i have to get in out of this heat it's absolutely Dude. incredible yeah so uh, nothing
0: nothing better to get in hit, out my... of dehydrating heat than to get into a pub and drink some dehydrating alcohol so um i i i know you're <laughs> Wind mind yourself good luck so there goes patty um a couple of the comment, couple of comments there, guys. I'm just going to try and see, uh, see some of them there. Um, ba-ba-ba-bum. yeah. So Keith Cassidy says that Greg Evans is reporting that Gerard and the medical staff are very concerned about Diego Carlos. I hope it's not a break. He came off under his own uh, weight on his own. Uh, so I'm hoping that. Well, I don't hope anything. I hope there's nothing wrong with him. If that makes sense. But I would be hoping that it's obviously not a break or anything like that. It so maybe it's ligaments, maybe it's something like that. But hopefully it's nothing, and he's back after a week or two. Hopefully he goes to the witch doctor that Ezri Konsi went to that got him back in six or eight weeks as opposed to sixteen weeks, and 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 that we can get him back uh, up and um uh back up and running as well. Um. I don't know about this, Andrew. I don't know. Like, I don't think we were disorganized at all. Like, we have to remember, guys. We have to remember that, that, like, other the other teams allowed to play football as well, you know? And I don't think we were that disorganized in the second half. Like, we still... Even, even in the second half, we... I'm just trying to see what the statistics show here. What was our possession uh, in the second half? So, first half... Yeah, so we still owned the ball in the second half. We we had fifty three percent possession as opposed to 47%. Look, I can completely understand the last ten minutes were hairy and we looked like we were all over the place. I think that's probably more of a mental thing from the from the the um the 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 players for sure because they knew we needed this win. They absolutely knew we needed this win. We went one nil up, yeah, and it did get hairy. Don't get me wrong. This isn't a perfect performance at all, but I think it was more so the fact that Everton made changes. Everton went to a four two three one. Uh, in the second half, as opposed to uh, that kind of weird 4-3-3 that they played um, in the in in the first half, and uh, I think by bringing on Rondon and 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 he caused a small bit more like he didn't get in the ball at all, but I think that that focal point. Anthony Gordon is a good player, although he's a, like he's an annoying person. Like he went down for that thing on Mings, uh, that was a stupid like genuinely. If they went back to look at that for for a penalty incident in VAR. And they saw what happened. You should be able to book Anthony Gordon for that because he went down holding his face and then pretending his jaw was dislocated, doing the whole moving his jaw left and right, and the hand didn't go anywhere near his face. You know, that stuff has to be ruled out. And conversely, when he got the goal, when he was ruled offside, which was very lucky for Aston Villa, we're not brushing over any of these points. Luca Dean had a full fistful of, of uh, um, uh, what was his name's... Um, it was a Dwight McNeil's jersey, the full fistful of uh, no, it wasn't. Who was it? I can't remember who it was Conor Cody's jersey. It was at the back post, and um, you know, they couldn't give a penalty for that either because they were checking for offside, which was uh, re- which was really fortuitous, I think, for Aston Villa. But I think, I think we owned the ball, we, we had a lot of possession. Our problems are obviously going to be creativity and our problems are going to be, which I thought we did a lot more of today, uh, it must be said. Uh, there was passages there in the second half where Buendia had a lovely little header in, just into the box and I think Ramsey ran onto it. Watkins got a couple of chances where he he kept, you know where uh, he hit one off Pickford. It was a poor, poor, poor finish. Poor first touch. Went to, went to touch it with his right foot as opposed to his left foot and then left himself a shot in his left foot and he couldn't think it over the goalkeeper. It was really poor. Um, but I thought he did a lot of good work today. So I think that this organization really comes from, and as I say, when it, if anybody does watch this back again, and, and I know I'm I'm going to watch it back at, at the earliest opportunity, um, I think I'll find a bit more positives from our structure and from the way that we, we, we set up. But I'll probably find a lot more negatives once again from set pieces because we didn't look great from set pieces at, at times again. And uh, I was delighted that Emi Martinez started to come for those crosses in the last five minutes because... Um, that was something that we didn't see against uh, against Bournemouth. And it's something that we didn't see uh, in the first half as such. And, uh, you know, something commanding like that needed to be done. Um, so I, I think a win is a win, guys. And, and uh, it's, yeah, onwards from here. Like, if, if people, if like, I can understand why people go away from this and go, oh, we should have beaten Everton 4-0 today. Um, we had the chances to do it. We didn't have any chances against Bournemouth, and I think for me that's a that's a positive. That that is a positive. Like we had some really good chances today. Yes, we should have absolutely finished them one hundred percent. Um, but I think that the fact that we made the chances today is a stepping stone. Um, based on what we saw this day last week. Um, so just looking here, we had four shots on target, four shots off target, four shots blocked, and uh, yeah. Um, so, so that was it. Remember, guys, as well. The only reason, the only reason that it was, it was so such a squeaky bum time for the last five, ten minutes, uh, was that we conceded an own goal. Everton didn't look like scoring at all. Like that own goal was really, for anybody who was at the game and watches this back, you'll see how unfortunate it was for Luca Dina. we didn't speak about it at all. Onana comes on. He is a monster, an absolute beast. Onana, twenty years of age, he's going to be huge. He's going to be a huge player for Everton. Um he was just physically bigger and stronger than everybody else in the field. He's just a freakin' nature. But he came on and he played a lovely ball across. Martinez gets a hand to it and deflects it into Dina's path, who couldn't move his feet and it just squirts in by the by the the post. Really poor um mental mental fortitude from Aston Villa. Straight from the kickoff, Matty Cash was caught down that wing. Um Straight from straight from the court, from the goal, I'd have to watch it back just to see. I think there was someone else over there with him as well, but he was just a big strong man there that kind of got in around him. And then I look, I I'm not going to sit here and dig out Luca Dean for that. I thought he was okay in this game. Don't think he was he was spectacular by any means, but I think it's bloody impossible for him to get out of the way considering that uh, the ball was kind of. If you watch it back, Martinez kind of push, gets a fingertip to it, deflects it almost onto Luca Dean's back leg, if that makes sense, and then it goes into the goals, very, infor- very uh, misfortunate, and one of those things that happens to Aston Villa just happens to Aston Villa, we go 2-0 up we should have a uh, party atmosphere, we should all be here going, yes that was brilliant to see out the game, but we can't, because we're Villa fans we're not allowed of nice things, as we see with Diego Carlos now potentially having a rather serious ankle injury can't have nice things, and it needs to stop at some stage, this bad juju and this bad karma at times, is 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 a bit of a pisser, but we make our own look, and uh, we go out against Palace uh, next week, and hopefully, we um, see a more coherent performance for the ninety minutes, which is something we have been talking about with Stephen Gerrard's team since he came in. Um, since he came in, um, all right, guys, I am going to probably leave it at that. There's 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 a ton of comments in here. I I thank you all for your comments. Um, actually, Supermark, this is. I, I'm going to look back by it. I thought that he was being pulled back as well. Uh, Luca Dean, um, but VAR doesn't get involved. I, I think I can't remember what changes they made to VAR, but I think that's one of them. Uh, and the opposite of it is that Luca Dean got lucky when uh, when he dragged uh, Conor Cody back for that offside decision that they couldn't give a penalty for that. Um, I don't know whether they could or whether they couldn't, but yeah, it's um, it's look. It is what it is. A win's a win. And we'll get away with that. And we'll build on it and we'll regroup. Um, I just, yeah, we're looking for 90 minutes. We're looking for 90 minutes now. And uh, hopefully that will uh, will come against um Palace next weekend, albeit that it is a way of fixture. So, guys, I'm going to leave it at that. Thanks so much, everybody. Get out into the sun. Go in, enjoy yourselves, whatever you want to do today. And uh, Villa have won. Our weekend isn't ruined for once. Enjoy it. And we'll be back. I'll probably be back again tomorrow. I'll see if I can sit down, watch it again tomorrow, maybe pick out some tactical things that I find from it as I enjoy doing those tactical analysis. So keep an eye on Twitter and uh, you'll see if we're going, we might go live again tomorrow night around half nine uh, if you so wish to join us. But uh, thanks so much, everybody, for, for stopping by. Really appreciate it. Enjoy that win. Hopefully better things are to come. Three points and all that's left to say is up the villa.